I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, it's summer! Oh, it sure feels like it, and I am so happy. <laughs> I bet. I knew that was going to bring an extra sparkle in your voice today. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was It was a beautiful day. It wow. Re- it really was. It's been... It's been nice for so long, too, like this whole last week. Yes. Even looking forward, I am just, I really feel energized. I am very affected by the weather. So the energy's flowing. Mm-hmm. So you should have, like, extra energy for our podcast today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it translates that way, but... <laughs> oh, okay. So this was probably the latest I've ever gotten you my post. Like, I don't know if I've ever done it the day of the podcast before. It's not the latest that I've ever read one. <laughs> okay, wait, <'Cause... laughs> you didn't need to tell me that. <laughs> Sometimes so, it takes me a little bit. <laughs> I, did, I did tell you what the topic was, but when you, so when you saw my email mm-hmm. telling you what the topic was, what thoughts went through? Uh, immediately, I just thought, you don't even need to send me the article. I'm already an expert. <laughs> You're an expert in it. So, so the title of, of today's post is, are you an overcommitter? Yes. And everybody knows. So that was just, you're just quickly agreeing and saying, yes, you are. (laughs) Yes. So to give folks a little bit of background, um, I took a couple days off a couple weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just was, and I noticed that I was starting to get really stressed lately. And you remember you asked me, and I, it was, it might've been last week one day you asked me this, are you stressed because you took two days off and you, and you fell behind? Mm-hmm. And the answer was yes. And in the moment, that was my answer. My answer was yes, I'm stressed because I'm behind because I took two days off. Well, you know what? If, if I get stressed and I'm behind because I took two days off, there's a bigger problem than me taking two days off mm-hmm. because I am a huge proponent of people taking vacation time. If we take vacation time, we come back recharged. We're more creative. We're more engaged. We have less of a risk of burnout. I mean, there's so many benefits to taking time off that there's got to be a different, there has to be another problem. And, and things that were happening. So I was, things were falling off my plate. Um, I was, it, it took me three weeks to get back to a member company who asked me to give some additional thought on some training. And they were waiting for me to get back to them. And then I would realize, oh my goodness, I never got back to them. And I would feel worse. Um, the, my family, like my wife is just kind of looking at me like, are you all right? <laughs> like, what is going on? And then she's saying to me, I'm praying for you. You know, that's a nice way. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate her prayers. I appreciate any. Hey, if our listeners want to pray for me, please do, because I really need them. But something was really wrong, and it wasn't my two days off. And so I just kept reflecting. And and then I started thinking about, oh, what what do I need to do around the house? Oh, wait, you know, the yard's a mess. Um, When I was staining my deck um, last Saturday morning and afternoon because I ran out of stain and I had to go to a second Home Depot to get it because the one near my house didn't have it. So that's another story. (laughs) But anyways, why I didn't have enough is just poor planning on my part. Um, I noticed that some of the structure holding up one of the main beams on on the deck has either rotted or sheared off or something. So now I get to pull the deck 
beams. And anyway, so you can tell, I was just like, this mm-hmm. is driving me nuts. Why is everything a problem? And when I did my reflection time, so I thought, stop, reflect, and adjust. This is the same thing that I do all the time. And so when I sat down on my reflection time, I realized this, that the last six to nine months, I have purposefully overcommitted. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we, I took on more work than I should have taken on. Um, and so, so Dave, why did you do that? Well, you know, the pandemic had all companies under stress. We, you know, MACNI makes its supports. I mean, we are a non-for-profit, but our revenue comes from events and training. Mm-hmm. Yes, dues, but, you know, from the, from this side of my part of MACNI, it's training, it's coaching. 360s it's whatever i can do to generate revenue for the organization so i thought you know what i got to i just got to roll up my sleeves get busy and get working and and it kind of went it went really well and and you know some folks may remember from some podcasts or things that i wrote uh i i did some work on thanksgiving week week the holiday i did work between christmas and new years these were opportunities for me to bring in some nice revenue dollars for macni great, this is working so well, let's just keep it going. So I took on additional projects on top of my classes, and my classes were full, which was great. So I just kept saying yes, 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 yes. And then other people's problems, other people's lack of planning, I just absorbed that stress. Okay, yep, I'll work this in, I'll make this happen. Mm -hmm. And the reality was, it had to stop. Now, the, 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 the bad part is you can't just stop cold turkey. Like, I can't just say, no, I'm done. I'm not going to finish this project. Mm-hmm. You have to dig down and figure out how do I get it done. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm still, because um, this realization just hit me like day and a half ago. Um, and so I'm still kind of processing through exactly how I, one of the things I know is, so, and, and we've done this on the podcast, the do it now. Right. I just, I have gone through, Marissa, two days and evenings of do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just crunching through, I'm driving through things mm-hmm. to get them done, you know, um, and it's working. And I'm just forcing myself to plow through. So that's the good, that's the part there. So now what do I do? I have to adjust. What am I going to do going forward? So does any of this resonate with your life as oh. a mother, wife, and I'm I, in air quotes, part-time Mac employee? <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. I, you know, and I was going to ask you if you, do you, do you think that, have you had this realization before? Like, are you a serial overcommitter? Yes. Yes. So, so am I. And that's why I think so much of this resonates because I, it'll kind of go, I'll go through waves, um, Mm -hmm. of times where, you know, I'll, I'll get to that, that breaking point and I will reflect and say, oh, I've done it again. I've become overcommitted. And then you kind of gone through that de-escalation process. So I'm very familiar with, with, uh, with how you're feeling and, um, I, so I think a lot of one, people are. <laughs> yeah, and so one of the questions, Marissa, we need to ask ourselves is why do we continue to fall back into this trap? Yeah. And one of the reasons is we don't want to say no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, I am a serial, I don't want to say no person, going all the way back to when I was president of CellFlock. You just asked my team how many orders I said we should take that meant the team had to jump through not just hoops, but hoops that were on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, just, oh yeah, absolutely. It's revenue. It's great. We need to grow. We need to grow. We need to grow. And that's true, but your team can't function if they're burnt out. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that I was not as good as I could have been in some of the classes that I was teaching over the last two months. You know, and why would I say that? Because I didn't have the time to prepare the way I normally would have. Um, I wasn't as sharp enough to come up with the stories that I teach with stories. Mm-hmm. And, and I know there were times when I was wrestling to find the right story. And it had to be just my mindset. You know, if I have to psych myself up to do a teaching, there's a problem. And in one of the notes that I put or comments I put in, in, in my post was we actually end up resenting the job that we love. And, and where you're like, oh, not again. No, wait, this is what I chose to do. I left my other job to go do this. Why am I saying, oh, no, not again? And it's just because I've overcommitted. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out. What, why do we do it? We don't want to say no, and we want to be liked. And we don't want to hurt people. But there's this quote that I know I've shared on the podcast. Sometimes we have to say no to the good to make time for the best. And if we want to be on top of our game, if, if we want to be, you know, I don't want to say the A-team, but whatever it is, we have to say no more. So I'm going to tell you, you have to say no more, mm-hmm. even if it's when I'm asking you something. <laughs> and then we also have to hold people around us accountable to do what they said they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So my adjusting time. So so when I'm, okay, now I have to adjust. So one of the things that's interesting, and, and this is when as a person of faith, there is no, to me, there's no such thing as chance. So this morning uh, or yesterday morning, I look at this podcast that pops up and I have not followed Michael Hyatt's podcast, Lead to Win. I mean, I see it. But I haven't listened to one in probably a year and a half. But the one that popped up yesterday was entitled, Why You Need to Spend Your Days on Paper. And I'm like, what is that all about? Well, wouldn't you know, it's about planning and prioritizing your life. Like, whoa, I kind of need that. Mm -hmm. And this is a, so I'm actually looking at, they have a tool, a spreadsheet. um, And I'll put a link to their podcast in, in the show notes. But there is a, uh, a free spreadsheet tool that they talked about and they made available where you literally take a year and you start subtracting days. And, and one of the cool things is, so you have a balance of, if it isn't a leap year, there's 365 days. Then you take out weekends. So now you're down to 261 days. Then you take out holidays. And the whole goal is for you to start looking at how is your year being consumed okay so after you put all the holidays in that your organization um uh, has then you start blocking in your vacation time and once you get all your vacation time done and let's say you don't have it all planned there is what we'll call miscellaneous time off and you can put those days in and what it's showing you is so that's that's all the part of your life that you need to get taken care of up front And then they have two more categories, and they call it front stage and backstage. 
So front stage, I'm assuming, based on what I listened to and what I'm seeing here, is this is what I'm doing facing our members. You know, it's my teaching, it's my coaching, it's my speaking. The backstage is everything else. It's preparing for it. It's going to seminars. It's going to training. It's taking time to reflect and read and, and, and develop content. So you, by putting that in, you can identify how many days you actually have for some of those things. And the key is to start by taking out the weekends, the holidays, and the vacations first because you will fill them up if you don't. Another cool tool is across the top of it, you can put in your annual salary and then it tells you what your organization is paying you per day and per hour. Mm -hmm. I think, and and so you talk about meetings. I I hope our MACNI team is listening to the podcast, but I don't think they do. Maybe one or two. (laughs) But meetings cost a fortune for an organization. Oh, yeah. If you take your annual salary divided by by 2,000 hours, 2,080 hours, which is typically a year. But if you just, and, and so 2,000 is an eight-hour day um, times, and 2,000, it, 2,080 hours is 52 weeks of 40 hours of work. Divide your annual salary by that. You're going to find out how much per hour you're, make, you're charging the company, you're costing the company. Now multiply that times everybody in that meeting some making more, some making less than you. And what is the return on that investment? That's scary. And that was one of the points they made. So that was one of the tools. And I, so I got started. Um, I'm still working my way through it. It's probably going to take me about a week off and on to really figure out how to use this tool the best. Mm-hmm. And the neat part is, and then on the bottom, they actually have a pie chart that shows you how you've broken off your, uh, how you divided up your year. So that's one of the tools. The second tool I always had but stopped using, and that is my ideal week. And this was something that I learned from Michael Hyatt probably, I mean, at least five years ago or four years ago at least, maybe five. And I think I probably talked about it on a podcast, my ideal week. And so what what you do is you look at your week and you say, if I could construct a week that is my ideal week, what would it look like? And for me, it's I do my trainings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do, um, I try to work my on-sites Tuesdays and Thursdays. I do some coaching on Monday, some coaching on Wednesday, a little bit of coaching, but not much on Friday. Friday is primarily my catch-up day for the week. I try to schedule my most crucial things in the morning because I am sharpest in the morning. I'm not that good in the afternoon. The problem was I gave up on my ideal week and I was sometimes training four days, five days. I looked at, I looked at um, next week. Oh, it's a scary week. Nothing I can do about it because it's already planned. But that's why I had the tool and I went away from it. The neat part was once I identified what my problem was, I started feeling better immediately. Right. Because now I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And one of the statistics I found, three out of five people say they can't possibly get everything done on their to-do list. So that means that three out of five people are overcommitters. Wow. So when, when you looked through the notes that I sent you, mm-hmm. the seven signs you're, an over, you're overcommitted, 
Mm-hmm. Did any of those resonate with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, like, number six, nothing outside of work receives your attention. That, mm. That's a big one for me. Um, yeah, which is tragic as a mom, a wife with two little girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that one will, will get me to snap back in line really quick when I when I realize that. Yeah. Um, I also think like sign number four, you're neglecting to eat or like I I will loop in like any other kind of like self-care thing. Right. Like if you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't I forgot to brush my teeth or, you know, I I left the laundry in the washing machine. I totally forgot about it. Like any kind of those kinds of things or like when when normal things start to feel like chores. Yes, yes. I will lump those all into like a, a similar category. Yeah. Uh, um, and just like a general, like, I, I, I laughed at the one, you're starting to make math errors. That one, that one made me laugh. And I, <laughs> I think that that all, you could also add like any kind of boggling experience. Like you forget where things are in your kitchen or, right. or you're like doing a lot of, like it was that was me before we started recording is like I came in I got all set up but then I left my water bottle upstairs and I went up to get my water bottle but I ended up not bringing coming back down with it because I got distracted by something and then I get back down where's my water bottle doing a lot of that kind of stuff will make me yes will be a sign for me that I'm stretched too thin exactly exactly you know I wish that I could say neglecting to eat was something for me (laughs) because But because I'm one of those people that I live to eat. And my problem was I would just grab something. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not grabbing the right thing, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's never good. But, you know, mo, uh, must do items start falling through the cracks. Yep, that was me. Math errors, not so much. You know I have trouble with spelling and grammar. <laughs> Anyways, um, putting in more time but getting less done. Oh. Yeah. Now, I can tell you this. Like, I had to run an errand this morning. And as I was running the errand, and because my head was already starting to think clearer, I literally planned my errand so that I was driving without even backtracking at all. So because mm-hmm. my head was clear, my errand went faster. Mm-hmm. So it was, and again, it was just thinking about this, writing this, getting it done. Starting this project, this project of looking at how do I plan my year, the stress just began to be lifted because I saw light at the end of the tunnel. And, and so what this, what, you know, what Michael Hyatt is saying and his, and his daughter, Megan, they're saying with this, this spreadsheet, you're beginning to clarify priorities. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, lo- you're measuring your time. You're measuring where it's going and you're evaluating where are my priorities. That be, that's the first step. And then knowing your limits. That's the other thing the spreadsheet tells us. It gives us limits. It says, you're out of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the things I found interesting when I was listening to the podcast was that um, it was either Michael or Megan, I forgot which one, who that one of their assistants said, um, by the way, you're 10 days over on your, your, your uh, spending your year calendar thing. Mm-hmm. You got to change something. You're ten days over, and that's a nice thing to see. I'm over capacity. 
we cannot create more days. And and um, and and I'll mention it now because you and I talked about it just before we were recording. I turned sixty on June thirtieth. <laughs> My plan is God willing to work till I'm seventy. So I'm fi- I'm going to be entering my final decade of work. What do I want that to look like? Talk about making it public. Woo! Yeah. It's scary. You just did that. <laughs> I just did that. Now, when I say, you know, work till I'm 70, I'm saying working full weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I'll ever stop working. Um, but what do I want it to look like? Do I, you know, what, what kind of impact do I want to have? Because this is, you know, you can, when you, it's, maybe it's just, this certainly isn't a midlife crisis because people don't live to be 120. But at some point I'm saying, wait, this is a, now a finite window. If I'm blessed to live 10 years, how am I going to make that count? Know your limits is critical. So pause before committing. Wow. That's, so that would be something that, 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 Maybe hard to start, but I think, Marissa, we could build that into our normal reaction using mm-hmm. our emotional intelligence piece. Don't say yes without thinking. Right. You know, just take a pause. Can I make this work? Or is taking this on going to push me over the edge? Mm-hmm. And I, I made a note here for myself. What you say no to. Wow, I spelled no wrong. I spelled no with a K and a Wow. <laughs> What you say no to may be more important than what you say yes to. Mm-hmm. No spell check's going to catch that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, learn to say no and no. Learn to delegate. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not a good delegator. I'm not a very uh, good delegator either. Now, you know what? Part of the problem might be you and I have nobody we could delegate yeah. to. <laughs> You know, I can delegate, like, bring me my water bottle to my toddler. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, when I, I think when I was a plant manager and a, and a company president, I probably was better at delegation because I, I saw a staff that was more able to help me. Um, renegotiate as needed um, was item six. These are some things I found in an Inc. magazine article. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just, you know, you need to, if you're overloaded, you need to find a way to negotiate out of things yeah Um, i I think that that kind of goes along with like recognizing when something isn't working for you anymore so renegotiate can be like a scary word like negotiations seem scary but i think like if you approach it like hey this just isn't working for me anymore or right now um and and just kind of coming to terms with that and making the adjustments required it seems a lot less scary than renegotiate right right Right. So I, I think, you know, for me, um, getting to my awareness that I was an overcommitter and that I was overcommitting way, way, you know, we're all going to overcommit from time to time. We really are. It's just, it's normal. Okay? Right, right. That is life. But doing it for six to nine months is a problem. And if you start looking, so what might be some things? Again, things are falling off your plate. You're late on things. The quality of your work isn't where you want it to be. The quality of your relationship isn't where you want it to be. Relationship. You're getting, you might be getting angry with coworkers for, you know, seemingly little reasons. I mean, we're all going to get angry from time to time, but if it's petty things that are pushing you over the edge, there's a problem. 
The other one is how many evenings are you working late? How many weekends are you working? Um, how many holidays did you work? Did you find yourself working saying, well, it's just this one. I just need to get this done. You are a habitual overcommit. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of looked at my last nine months to say, yep, 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 and yep. <laughs> and it's time to break it. It's time to just mm -hmm. say enough is enough. I'm, you know, it's, I'm going to probably need two weeks of do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now to get through it. And then I just got to make sure that I don't fall back in it. Because starting July 1st, I start my last decade of full-time employment. That is, that sounds so like, ugh, <laughs> man. I'm not going to calculate how many more decades of work I have. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. Like when I say it now, it's like this is happening so quick. Yeah. And then I remember when I was a tool and die maker's apprentice sitting at my workbench and talking with a guy who was probably my dad's age at the time, um, who, yeah, might be like, was probably younger than I am right now. And I was saying, oh, I can't believe I got to work until... 2020 whatever and and i think well it might have been 2027 or something i don't know that's when i was like as soon as i can get done i'm leaving mm -hmm. um i'm glad i don't feel that way anymore now i just got to make the most out of these next 10 years mm -hmm. if i'm blessed to have them. so time to put you on the spot what are you going to do different to stop your over i think that i need to to pause before committing there you go. And I think I could also benefit from some do it now, do it now, do it now uh, in, in the, at the same time, just to kind of move through some of the things that I've already started and then uh, kind of moving into saying no and pausing a bit more. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we don't like, you can't be doing it now for three weeks. Right. That's a short burst of a window here. So by the time we get to the end of next week, we better be done with our do it nows. Mm -hmm. How's that? Sounds good. All right. So, hey, any special plans for the weekend since it feels like summer? I, you know, we have just been spending as much time outside as possible. That's great. Doing, you know, sometimes doing chores, sometimes just playing around. Um, good. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How about you? I'm going to rebuild a deck. <laughs> before well, it falls down <laughs> that's that's what we're working on as well yeah it's not a it's not a huge deal the hardest thing for me is to get all the when i built the deck i used the longest possible planks i could because i don't like the look of seams mm -hmm. but then i also put a step on top of it to step from the deck into our living room so i gotta like take the step off to take planks off it'll it'll work it'll be done god willing saturday that's all. Don't know what I'm writing about next week. Then again, I didn't know what I was writing about last week. So <laughs> it, it's just, it will work. And once I know, I'm going to do it now. How's that? Sounds good. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. This was The Next Page. <laughs>